It is another episode of Rhythms of Grace with Christine, Sung, and Nate. Three's company. Or Three Stooges. <laughs> yeah, one together, <laughs> depending on how well we're doing. We are, this season we're talking about transitions, um, both circumstantial and the longer, broader, sort of spiritual, emotional, mental transitions that take place um, over time. And there's a couple different stages that we've started to talk through, right? Last episode, we talked about endings. This uh, this episode is about the neutral zone. The neutral zone. Yep. Hit I it, Nate. Sing, I started singing <laughs> Highway to the to the Neutral Zone, and Christine was like, I don't even, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> that, that's I not the like, real name of the song. I was like, is it's, that be- before my time? It, is it an it eight? It must be. It must be. It totally is before Too your young time. for this. Yeah. Still, I thought the 80s were like coming back. I thought that one for sure has to be coming back. <laughs> of all the classic yeah. 80s songs, oh, Highway to... That's it. You need to sing it, Nate. I, I don't actually know it. <laughs> I, was, yeah. I wasn't allowed to listen to that type of music. Oh. oh so that was from, that's called Danger Zone, Highway to the Danger mm. Zone, not the Neutral Zone. And it's from Top Gun, the original back in 1984. But I believe they played it in Top Gun Maverick. It did. There was, there was mm-hmm. something oh, of okay. that in there. Have I you remember seen that? hearing that? I haven't yet seen Oh, my goodness. If, if I had, I would have known. Okay. I apologize for calling you old. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of that, like that, uh, I I saw that movie in the theater three times. Top Gun? Or Top, Top Gun, Gun Maverick. Maverick. It was wow. really good. Was, yeah. I mean, so first of all, I don't really see movies that often, uh, the same movie in the theater. But the first time was, um, I saw, saw it by myself. Um, I was traveling and I was just like, ah, I'm, I'm going to go see it. Uh, the second time, the kids really wanted to see it. Mm. They saw the original. They were like, we got to see the original before we see the Top Gun Maverick. And they were all like, we're all like, for me, re-watching it, I was like, that that was really awesome back then, but that was really bad. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And, and the kids were like, hold up. they're like, what was that, dad? That was <laughs> oh, bad. Oh, no, that's the worst. And, and then they went, they went to go see Top Gun Maverick, and they're, and they're not... You know, fighter plane kids or anything. Oh, you wanted you were thinking about going to the Air Force. Uh, yeah, I, I yeah. because of that movie, I, I applied to the Air Force Academy, wow. all that stuff, and uh, so they watched and they were like, "That was awesome." It was a good movie. And then I said, "You know that feeling you have right now, kids? That was me back in 1984 <laughs> when I watched that movie, and I was like, you know, this young kid, and I'm like, that's what I'm gonna do the rest of my life, and ever since then." Uh, uh, since that original Top Gun, that's where I'm like, Amy, I want to get, uh, I want to get a crotch rocket. That that, and she's like, No, you can't have one. You're gonna die. So I tell her, Amy, if you go first, I'm gonna go skydiving and get a crotch rocket, <laughs> get a motorcycle. <laughs> oh, and then my kids, who are in some ways more responsible than I am, or maybe more cautious, they're like, We're not gonna let you get one, even if mom mm. goes first. I'm like, Okay, thanks, kids. <laughs> Wait, so when is the third time that you saw? Uh, so a third time was I was um, at a uh, uh, um, a conference with um, other pastors. Um, and the afternoon session was didn't look very exciting. <laughs> How did you know, Nate? <laughs> Am I, is that really what happened? Yes. And this one guy, Greg, he was just like, I've never seen it. I'm like, Greg, I'll go with you. And we saw it together. And, uh, you know, it, it's almost... 
as fun watching somebody watch a movie for the first time yep. as it is yep. like for you to watch it totally. the first time. And so when I was watching with the kids and they're just like leaning in and they're like, oh, and, and they, they literally make like noises during movies, right? When they're surprised, they're like, oh, and, mm-hmm. or they laugh. It's just as fun watching that yeah. than watching the movie. Which is, that's the topic of today's episode, Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> right. Thanks for being with us. We the, will see you on the next episode. Highway to the neutral zone. That's it. That's what we were going to talk about. So We're talking about the neutral zone, though. Yes. Well, uh, although, I will say one last thing. I, somebody else just in the last month said um, out loud, well, and you know this, Nate, because I think you, you experienced this too. You know, I used to go to, whenever I went to a conference, I used to go to every single session. Mm. And then I went to a conference with Sung. <laughs> yeah, man. You are, you do, you like, the schedule is a suggestion at best. <laughs> conference schedules are a suggestion. Well, uh, well, and this person was like, yeah, if you went to every single session, you'd be dead tired mm. by, you, yeah. you know. And so it, it is. <laughs> there you go. You heard it here. You don't have to go to every session at the next conference. Uh, okay, neutral zone. Now I can't get that song out of my head now. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'm going to go home and start <laughs> singing that, and I'm going to sing the long wrong lyrics too. So uh, it, it is that place, this time where you feel disconnected from the past. You are... Um, you are uncertain about the future. And because of that, you feel really unconnected even to the present. You feel such a disorientation. You feel like, who am I? Do I belong? Where am I going? Where is God in all of this? It feels really unproductive. You feel like you're spinning your wheels, whether mentally or otherwise, emotionally, you just can't make heads or tails out of anything. And the default response is, let me get out of here as fast as possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, whether you read the neutral zone, uh, I mean, whether you read the book Transitions, where he talks about the neutral zone, or from a spiritual perspective, where Nate, you and I have talked about this liminal space where you're in between, uh, that going against all instinct. Uh, and we talked a little bit about this last episode, but we we need to learn to give in and lean in to what I will call the emptiness and the chaos. All right. Begin. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of one of the things that immediately struck me about the difficulty of neutral zones is often that. Uh, at least I'll speak personally. My tendency is to is to sort of even see myself as a bit of a two dimensional character, mm. and so I tend to assign my identity to very sort of concrete things. Mm. It could be my job, you know, or it could be um, my vocation or my calling or you know my interest, whatever. I think some people do it with a relationship, a romantic relationship. Some people do it even as like a, as a parent that sort of like is their identity, that they're a mom or, you know. Mm-hmm. And so if those things go away, either by a choice we make or by a choice that is put upon us, suddenly everything that you thought was your identity, at least for me, is suddenly like it's gone. It's like, oh, well, so, and I had this experience, like if I'm not a pastor, like 
I don't really, I don't really have like a job job right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is easily definable. I sort of, I'm doing a lot of things, but I don't have a role that if someone says, what do you do? It's like, I do a lot of things. And that is very, that's very disorienting for yeah. me as someone who's had a job that's a sort of easily definable job for my entire life. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a house husband. <laughs> <laughs> Or you could just say um, a uh, farmer, entrepreneur. Yeah, I mean, I think actually he talks about it in the transitions book where he says that you have to, he had to describe what he did with ing words instead of it being a a sort of Mm. a noun that Mm. you can sort of put a box around right yeah. he would say i do a lot of writing and i do speaking and i do counseling you know but none of those is like a role yeah um and that for me i found it still continues to be very disorienting mm-hmm. when someone says what do you do i'm like well <laughs> everything uh, yeah yeah so that so that I, I feel like that's where i wanted to start is that at least for me the confusion, the chaos of neutral zone is often like predicated on too much of my identity being wrapped up in mm-hmm. a, a very finite or small sort of right. role, job, something. Yeah. And, and part of that is uh, on one end, the process of disintegrating yeah. yourself from that role or yep. identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've talked about this too, but um, the neutral zone can take years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, while the the ending had a maybe a definitive day, whether it was that day in court and your marriage is dissolved, or you graduated and you had the ceremony, or the day that you dropped off your kid or let them go or yep. they walked out of the house, those are endings and very definitive more or less, and and very concrete. This neutral zone is really hard because, and sometimes you may think you've let go of certain things, but then something triggers it and you realize you're you're still back in the, in the neutral zone. Yeah. 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 Can you identify, like, as I say that both of you are like, yeah, yeah. Like what comes to mind? Like Christine, when, when, when we talk about this neutral zone. Um, yeah. So I think, you know, for, for me, um, Last time I, I talked about, um, you know, like just, just that process of, of there's a breakup and then, and then there's, that is an ending. And then after that, there's like this, this space where either, you know, you can get caught up in like, well, the, the disorientation phase is really disorienting, which is why I think like rebounds are such a popular <laughs> like cultural icon, like oh, right, thing, right, right. right? is because it's disorienting to be like, who am I? apart from this other person. Right. Right. And so it's a lot easier to be like, I don't need to figure that out. I want to just jump right in. Yep. Um, and so I think, you know, part of the the transition is letting yourself wrestle with who you are as an individual. And, um, and, and I think, you know, then over the next season of life, so over the past year, you know, as I've been like asking that question, it's really tempting to be like, oh, well, this, you know, like, like to, to kind of grasp onto old identities, if that makes sense. Um, or, or to, um, yeah, just not let myself sit in who God is calling me to be in this next season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let me ask you this, Christine, with that 
with the relationship example that you shared, um, what were, and I'm going to probe a little bit, so, <laughs> but what were some of the disorienting feelings mm-hmm. that you had to navigate? Yeah. I mean, so the, the first one is like, uh, so, you know, as an Enneagram two, my primary like desire is to love and be loved. And so trying to figure out like, okay, what does that, what does that look like in this season? Um, and, and, um, yeah, how do I, how do I lean into other relationships without trying to get them to fill the void? Right. Cause what I'm going to be tempted to do is be like, okay, well, Jillian and Ryan, you know, my best friends, like you're going to fill this <laughs> void that's been left, right? Like get, strap yourselves in. I'm going to be seeing you every day. Um, but you know, just, just giving myself space to, to be okay being alone or, or not to feel like I have to have a relationship that, that is, and, and I, I use that, that word very broadly, right? Mm-hmm. Like no relationship that has to be, um, what what was what was lost or or whatever um and feeling like okay what does what does this this extra time mean you know because you you pour a lot of time into any sort of relationship so when that time is is available i was like okay god what what do you want me to to do with all of this Mm. you know (laughs) yeah i mean it sounds like in some ways you you are were wrestling with redefining your sense of self Mm-hmm. You know, which is a very, that's a very fundamental question. Yeah. And that isn't the kind of thing that just gets wrapped up neatly in a bow, mm-hmm. you know, in a couple of days or a couple of weeks even. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my roommate and I both had substantial breakups in the, in the same season. And so we were kind of living together and like, you know, I remember a lot of times one or the other of us being like, you know, I, I realized like this, this part of me is no longer like this thing that I thought was part of who I was, wasn't part of who I am. Uh, it was like it's part, part of, of who we were, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. or, or just those, those yeah. little discoveries that are hard, that it's easier again to like just jump right into the next relationship and never have to worry about yeah. or, um, or to just distract yourself with other things. Yeah, but, um, and you could see why people would do that in mm-hmm. some ways instead of having to say this this is no longer part of who I am because it was a part of who we are it's kind of like well I want to keep this but I need someone else yeah right. exactly. so we're just gonna get somebody else so that this part of me can remain unchanged yeah I, it totally makes sense yeah so I think another thing that happens when you're in the neutral zone is um do we have a click track where we could play danger zone every time I say that I wish <laughs> I wish I'm not technologically savvy enough to pull that off. Like you were talking about, Christine, it's a it's an opportunity to really excavate and discover who you are and what you want, what you really want in life, and in this case, in a relationship, mm-hmm. right? Um, so a, a little bit more probing. Like, so what are some things that you did find about who you are and what you really want in a relationship? Yeah, that's a, those are great questions. Um, and I think, um, you're still processing that. Yeah, I know it's, you know, it's, it's, it's been a year, but that's still like an ongoing, uh, discovery. And I think that's when, one of the things that you said was like, it can take years to, Hmm. to like, you know, process transition. Um, but I think just realizing like, um, 
in in myself working full-time in ministry and and being called to ministry um discovering like what that means for me as an individual and not me as part of a a ministry team you Mm -hmm. know like what what are my callings um and so that was that was one of the big things that god has been doing um is revealing like oh here are here are your individual callings that are that are irrespective of anyone else um and and realizing like i um i think it's really easy again for me because of my personality um to want to come alongside someone else in their journey and just uh you know be be part of what they're doing and and realizing in a relationship i need uh you know i need to be able to to live into my calling and be fully myself um yeah. Uh, the other thing that it, it makes me think of is that there are also parts like the the sort of us things of identity aren't wrong. Right. Like when as when you get married or if you're in a long term relationship, those those are completely legitimate. But yeah. part of living in that neutral zone is saying that isn't now. Like mm-hmm. I'm just I, that's not going to be for a while yeah. or you know years perhaps or who knows. Yeah. And that's that's the thing, right? Is I I work with young professionals, and so it's a lot of a lot of young single people, and and you know a lot of times there is that. Well, someday, this is what I want a partnership to look like, or things that I can sacrifice. You know, like you know part of part of my individual freedom to to have, but right now, how can I live into this neutral zone of being single, of being my own? individual person and and uh and live into that well and not feel like i'm like i'm trying to to wait till the new beginning starts to to do what i'm called to do it's it's interesting to think of we're, we're kind of talking about singleness as if it's the neutral zone but right but that's not always the case no, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right it, but it can i mean it can be right because once you get married uh there's a uh that's that that could be a new beginning but you, there are periods of neutral zones even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that. going from singleness to marriage for many people is... Um, is, is a neutral ending. zone. Yeah, like the, like the, like singleness has an ending right. and it's very, very difficult to transition to mm-hmm. marriage yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and uh, I talk to a lot of young couples who, are, who just got married or about to get married and there, there's a lot of neutral zone in there, dude. Mm-hmm. We were we were doing some premarital counseling with some friends of ours, and I told them, I said, you know, I don't think premarital counseling is as helpful as post. Exactly. Really, every every church is like, you have to go through premarital counseling. I'm like, what you should really mandate is a year of postmarital yeah. counseling because mm-hmm. that's where the crap hits the fan. Yeah. You know, where suddenly you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that the toilet seat was such a big deal, but it is. Yeah. We're in it now. Yeah. Yeah. There was a couple that just got married here at Grace and, uh, I just talked to them this past week and I said, Hey, have you had your first fight yet? Mm. You know? And and I, I said the same thing to them. I said, Hey, you know, I get together with this other couple who are kind of, uh, they're not engaged, but they're just kind of, they're serious. And uh, I'd love to have you all together and just, you know, whether it's pre post kind of in the whole thing, just cause again, that, that's that whole, that whole period right before getting married or even be, before getting engaged after getting married and all it, it's it's a lot of transition yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So you said something sung at, um, I think it was again, pre podcast, but you said something that you think that God works the most yeah. in this neutral zone. Yeah. Yeah. What, like, can you, what do you mean by that? So in the neutral zone, that that's where the gap between what I'll call your old self mm. and this new opportunity or new self is happening. And so you go through a process of like where God kind of strips you of mm-hmm. old crutches, old identities, all these things that you used to hold on to. Yep. And you're not yet at this new place where he is re, uh, what's the word? Reconstructing, rebuilding, renovating you, mm-hmm. your heart in, mm-hmm. in the next season. And so where does all that work happen uh, between the closing of the old and the beginning of the new? It's exactly in this neutral zone. Mm. And so if you try to escape it too fast, I would argue you you might be short short circuiting God actually doing his best work in you. Like here in Ann Arbor, we're going through some renovations. You know, so we have the before the renovation started pictures and then uh, the post renovation pictures. Where is all the pipes and fittings all being put into place? Yeah. It's in this neutral zone. That's exactly. So I'm remodeling a kitchen and a bathroom and an attic and a part of the basement. It's a it is spiraled. <laughs> it is spiraled wildly oh, out of man. control. But that's exactly when you were talking about it, that. I'm like, oh, man, this is the part of the job that's so hard for me because it is. It's all of like I'm putting in the plumbing and I'm putting in the heating and cooling pipes and I'm like framing walls and it feels like it's taking forever and it's all going to get covered up and all the fun parts like where mm-hmm. you are you putting up doors and cabinets and you know whatever mm-hmm. uh, that is that is weeks away and yeah. I'm just laboring in this season of critical critical work if I do it wrong now I'm going to be paying for it for the rest of my life in that house but it feels like it's all just going to get covered up Eventually. You know what I mean? Like yeah, nobody's yeah. going to see it. Nobody's like, oh, yeah. look at how straight those plumbing pipes. Nobody right, nobody right. does. I mean, I do, but th- I'm weird. <laughs> yeah. But nobody's like, wow, this HVAC looks like it's been installed really well. <laughs> no, <laughs> nobody does that. And that's just where I'm laboring, but it's so, so necessary. And yeah. that's a great analogy because it's like, why does the neutral zone take so long where God does his best work of renewal and integration? is because of that right it's the part that nobody is going to see at least on the surface because he's changing your character yeah Mm -hmm. and so that's a great analogy of of what god is doing Mm -hmm. in this neutral zone and i think it's you know on on the one hand no one sees it on the surface but on the other hand kind of you know like character it's like well you're going to notice like, oh, wow, the pipes yeah. work. Yeah. yeah. And like you, you know, like I, I might not know why or what has happened inside, but I know like for me, the example that came to mind is when I moved up from New Mexico, there was like this year long gap between graduating college and starting work at Grace mm. where I was working like eh, three or four jobs at a time, depending on the season. Um, and, and I was I, it felt like a neutral zone, even though it was a new beginning in some ways. It was also like this, I had ended one chapter of of uh, feeling like I was living into my calling and I, I hadn't started the, the, the work that I was looking ahead at. Um, and I remember just so many, I just had so much time with God in that season that really 
doesn't come up in conversation. Like, like, you know, you don't get complimented on the straightness of the pipe. So it's like, oh, what are you doing? And like, you know, there was, there was a lot of heart work. There was a lot of, yeah. you know, like time walks with God. And, um, but on the surface it was like, well, I'm, I'm working at a sushi restaurant and the library and tutoring and that's what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, like it, it doesn't sound impressive. Right. Right. But again, it's all of those ING words that mm -hmm. it's not necessarily a defined role that you can, you know, that makes a lot of sense to someone sort of immediately. Yeah. Yeah. But it's all of those ING words where you're doing the deep work mm -hmm. that's required. Yeah. And I do know, Christine, um, and maybe you could share about this too. You were looking to get into a, a certain program too. Yes, that's right. Yeah, I was applying uh, to be in the creative writing program at U of M at the time. Yeah. And so I was, you know, w waiting for, for that and feeling like, uh, you know, that was that was going to be the next step of pursuing my calling. And, and just, yeah, it felt like a lot of uh, yeah, that's part of what made it feel like such a liminal space is like there's this year where I'm just waiting. Yeah. And so this neutral zone can be characterized as just that feeling of I'm waiting. Mm -hmm. When is something going to happen? And in the midst of the waiting, there will be disappointment mm -hmm. and setbacks. But uh, uh, again, the, the, that's the very thing, an opportunity that God is using to put the plumbing into your heart, yeah. right? Yeah. To make sure the plumbing in your heart is straight. And I, and I do think there's a difference between like passive waiting and active mm -hmm. waiting. Yeah. And for, and to really capture all that there is to be found in a neutral space or in a liminal space, you have to transition to active, right? Or proactive waiting instead of just, I mean, I've, I, I've had lots of conversations where people are like, I'm just like waiting for God to reveal his plan. And I'm like, you're not doing anything. Like what you're doing is not waiting. Yeah. Like, right. you know, you're just sitting and hoping that, that a miracle happens basically. Yeah. And I think, you know, like both with both of the examples that I, that I gave of like, you know, a breakup or, or waiting for a program, like there's so much, it feels like there's nothing to be done. And at the same time, there's, there's so much yes. to be done. Yep. Um, before a new beginning happens. Right. Uh, and yeah. a lot of that needs to be done. Nobody will see, nobody might see. Yeah. And you may not feel. Mm -hmm. I'm going to use a sports analogy here because I'm so glad football season has started. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> now I can like distract myself from my work and just. From your problems. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, it, it's like being a backup quarterback mm. where you're just waiting. Mm-hmm. And if you did the passive wait, waiting, you just would be like, why even, why even take reps? Why even practice? I'm yeah. not playing. Yeah. And that's the attitude that some people take. Like, well, I'm not in the job that I want, so I'm just going to kind of do whatever and it doesn't matter. Versus, well, how do these uh, breakout players, uh, overnight success happens? Well, because it's that one opportunity where the starting quarterback gets injured and you have been working day in, day out. You've been practicing harder than anybody else. And when that opportunity comes, you are ready. So the waiting is waiting uh, and preparing for that moment. And in this case, it's God in his sovereignty will bring the people, the opportunity for you. And if all you've done is just sat around passively, you're not going to be ready in terms of your character. You're not going to be ready in terms of like your skills or your heart uh, and, and just the posture you take. Like you may come, you may take a job, but maybe it's, um, 
you're just filled with so much like self-confidence and pride that you're not going to last long, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so there, there's that deeper work. Yeah. So it, it is, there's a lot of work on yourself. And this is true even in relationships. I've, I've talked to people, talked to somebody just a few weeks ago and they were like, yeah, you know, I just decided after my last breakup, um, I'm just not going to be in a relationship and I'm just going to work on myself. And, and, um, and in that time, God, God brought somebody in their life, mm-hmm. but they weren't seeking it. Yeah. And when I hear those stories, it, that's very different from the the rebound culture mm-hmm. of like, yep, if I don't have somebody that loves me, then I'm nobody. I need to find somebody. And so uh, that, that that's just a yeah, the the passive versus active waiting. Mm-hmm. So can we talk a little bit about what some of the whether it's rhythms or disciplines or practices, routines that that someone can do in neutral space that is sort of proactive even if it's not you know achieving or or stepping into what's Mm -hmm. next i mean one thing i think christine already mentioned and maybe you could tell us more but finding a regular time and place just to be alone Mm -hmm. yeah and that seems like the worst thing to do right like and let's say and uh let's say in a bad relationship breakup it's like oh i just got dumped the last thing i want to do is be alone Mm -hmm. Well, one, God might be exposing some things of like, hey, your worth doesn't come from this other person. It comes from me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that might be something. But yeah, what, what, what did that time look like for you, Christine? Yeah, yeah. I think um, it, I, I mentioned this on, on the last episode, but I think, you know, there's a difference between being alone and spiraling or being alone and, and just kind of filling your space with, with Netflix and and being intentionally alone with God. Um, so for me that, I mean, you guys know me, it was a lot of walking. Um, cause I, that's, that's where I see God is when I'm, when I'm walking. Um, and, and it forces me to make time where it's like, it takes me like 15 minutes to get to the point where I can listen to God. Cause I, have a lot to say. Um, and so I oh, have so you to, talk first and then you listen. Well, I mean, it's not the right way to do things, no, no, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, I, I usually, it takes me, um, like the first 15 minutes of, the, of a walk reliably are going to be me being like, okay, God, I'm listening. Well, but first, but first. <laughs> but first, let me say, and so I have to give myself space mm-hmm. to listen. Um, and, and grace to, to, for, for the times when, when I interrupt. Um, cause yeah, like, like you said, that's, that's when you're never going to hear who God is saying you are if you're not listening to him. Um, and if you're not making space, um, for that time. So yeah, walking or, or first thing in the morning for me, it's like cup of coffee, a chill Michigan morning. Mm. And, um, yeah. And a, and a prayer journal, you know, is, is mm, yeah, I don't do journals well. Mm. No. That, that is something I think could be another practice like logging or journaling mm-hmm. your feelings and pro- thinking mm-hmm. yeah. in that neutral zone. Because I think when you look back, mm-hmm. um, we're often so forgetful. Yeah. Yeah. And that's been honestly a big thing for me anytime I'm in a time of transition is I'll usually um and this started in youth group my youth pastor challenged us to write down five things we were thankful for every day for a week um and I've just kind of kept that for the rest of my life Mm. but especially in times of transition (coughs) when 
yeah, between the ending and the new beginning when you're in this neutral zone, like just finding those five things and writing them down because otherwise you go through the entire season. You're like, I don't even know what happened in this entire season. Yeah. And being able to look back on five things every single day where God showed up um, or five things that he was actively doing um, or, you know, sometimes it's like, that leaf was lovely today. Thanks, God. You know, and that's okay. That's where you're, you know, but being able yeah. to look back is big. I think one of the the things that I have seen be effective in in times of in transition, neutral zone especially, is finding something that is exciting or invigorating mm. and just spending time enjoying that. You know, I, I, I've seen... Um, I've seen that in my own life where it's kind of like, is it, if I don't have anything else going on right now, is it wrong for me to, to tr- learn a new, s- I mean, for me, it's always about skills just cause that's what I like to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to learn to do something new. So like yeah. in the winter, uh, when there isn't much going on, I will usually pick up a new craft. Last winter I started weaving baskets cause I'm like, Oh, I've always wanted to do that, you know? And it's not it, the only thing that it serves to do is sort of keep me engaged and sort of keep me learning and keep me growing. And it's possible that some of those things would, you know, turn into something else. I actually am selling some of my crafts at a store, which I never thought I would do, but like I just picked up skills because I like to, to make stuff. Um, and especially when I don't have other things going on, that's a way to sort of like who knows what's going to come out of that, you know, but it doesn't have to be, it could be an area of study or it could be, um, a, um, a, a volunteer opportunity, you know, it could be a social cause that you decide you want to invest yourself heavily in, but finding those things is a way to, to learn about yourself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when there is space. Maybe there's space cause you're not in a relationship or you're not in a job that you were before or whatever. And suddenly who knows what comes out of that? Yeah, and I think those these are the opportunities where, at least for me, I feel like I'm more receptive to uh, in this neutral zone when I look back. And I'll ask, for example, my wife Amy, like uh, Amy during this stage, like what kind of person was I? What kind of behaviors did you see? And I'm more open open to listening and feel like more open to. Uh, hearing and, and trying to change not uh, or adapting because I think in when I'm in the midst of just life I'm just so busy doing 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 yeah. running 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 that if Amy were like hey this is what I notice about you I'd be like okay that's great I I got a meeting I, now I have to run to right. or even to say well I'm that way because of this this this, right. this and this and when suddenly those are gone yep. it's like oh well may, maybe I could try changing <laughs> yeah <laughs> So, yeah, that's interesting that it, it has to be in the neutral zone a lot of times where when we're most open to mm-hmm. hearing and I- identifying things that maybe God wants to point out to us. Yeah. And in that, again, this goes back to the uh, the piping work God is doing in our hearts. Like he, he's he's doing that, that. That's exactly what he's preparing you to become and mm-hmm. to do in the new beginning that he has for you. Uh, other practices well i mean i i know i don't know if this is the same thing that i already said or if it's different but i do think that a practice of some sort of Mm -hmm. self-improvement can be really beneficial whether that's 
spiritual, physical, mental, you know, whether you're, well, you get, whether you get a therapist or whether you start yep. an exercise program or whether you start eating healthier or what, you know, whatever it might be, those are the times. Again, you're, you're, you're disengaging from whatever your identity was before. And it's a great time to focus on some sort of self-improvement and learn something new about who you are apart from whatever it was. It's a part of both the, the disorientation process and the reorientation process, which I'm sure we'll get to. Mm-hmm. Next episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, any other neutral zone thoughts? <laughs> I don't think so. I think, you know, my, my other idea was, was similar to yours, Nate, about, you know, just in terms of, uh, yeah, when I'm in that neutral zone, even if it's not self-improvement, I mean, well, so for me, I'm a writer. I was applying to a creative writing program, but, um, even like self-expression, um, which I think can be, can be somewhere in the new skill zone, but it doesn't have to be of, of, yeah, taking time to express where you're at or where you want to be or, or, you know, whether that's through art or writing, um, yeah, find a voice yeah, of some sort. Exactly. That's and, really and, good. and vocalize. Yeah. Where, where are you? What, what is God doing? And, yeah. Yeah. and maybe even like dreaming for the future. Yeah. So I, and I just want to say one other, I know we said this about the endings, but I feel the same thing should be said about the neutral zone. Like don't be quick to move past it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I mean, it can feel, it, it can be so, so uncomfortable. And because oftentimes in the midst of the neutral zone, you'll start to get ideas of what could be, like what's next. Still, man, there's so much to be learned by just sitting in even the discomfort yeah. of the neutral zone. And I think uh, the thing I was going to add was to tap into kind of, you know, I'll frame it two ways. One is like, what is the deepest desires of your heart? Mm. But two, like the, on the flip side, what is that, that, that is God's calling in your life. Yeah. And cause a lot of times I think when I ask people like, Oh, what do you want in life? Right. Beyond the superficial answer of, I want to make a lot of money and mm-hmm. all this stuff. Like what, what's underneath all that. Sometimes when something ends and you're in this neutral zone, like for the first time, are you able to kind of have all the layers right. be shed from that right. and really deep down go like, okay, what is it that God is calling me to? What, what is, what am I going to do with the one li- solitary life that I have yeah. that God is calling me to? Um, and, and I don't know that that happens in the busyness of everyday life. Yeah. You're just too busy kind of putting your nose to the grind and just going forward. And that's a place where, and that's where, uh, a number of people have rediscovered like, or shift, uh, shifted, uh, careers mm-hmm. because they've said, well, you know what? And, and so I've heard, even heard some people say, yeah, I've always wanted to do this when I was a little kid. I just did this because yeah. that's what was expected of me. It made a lot of money, man, but I really discovered, I really love this. Mm-hmm. And so this neutral zone is a, a point of real transformation. And I will say that the neutral zone isn't like the neutral zone doesn't begin when the ending happens, right? It actually bleeds into the ending, and the and the neutral zone doesn't end when you have a new beginning. Mm-hmm. It bleeds into the new beginning. So if you could, I, I see it visually in my mind, like that's why the neutral zone is the hardest part, and we we've said it could take years yeah. to traverse, and it's not just it's not it's not just well here's the ending of one season, here's the beginning of a new season. It's, uh, it's that space where, and we've said this before, uh, 
uh, transition is where life happens. Yeah. Yeah. I, I commissioned a, a painting by somebody at grace an artist named Peyton cook, because we were talking about liminal spaces, uh, on the podcast and she wrote, she's like, I, I did a whole ser- art series on liminal spaces. And, um, and so I had her paint a picture of, we have this pond at the back of our property and there's like these moments it tends to happen right as the sun is coming up or right as the sun is coming down. And, and in the fall, there's like fog covering everything. And you just get this sense of like, you can kind of see what's there, but everything looks different because it's shrouded in fog and sunlight. Mm-hmm. And, and um, she painted this, I mean, it's gorgeous. Um, this gorgeous painting uh, of sort of like the liminal time of sunrise over our pond. And I, and one of the things that I realized was like, I recognize this place, but it looks different because it's shrouded in fog. And I think that's one of the benefits of neutral seasons in our lives is that you see things differently. It's not as clear. Like if you're sort of in the nine to five grind, you like that alarm and punching that clock is crystal clear every single day. What does it look like when suddenly you don't have an alarm to wake up to? it look life looks different and mm-hmm. in that different sort of cloudiness you you can see new things that you didn't see before yeah wow well neutral zone um we don't want to be quick to escape it or finish it <laughs> but uh we're going to finish here and we are going to end next uh episode by or we're going to begin the next episode getting all my beginnings and endings all mixed up Man, it is confusing um talking about new beginnings and i'm sure christine will have a lot to say because oh, her yeah. entire life is new beginnings it's true. so join us next week as we talk about new beginnings thanks for joining us we hope to catch you on the next episode